welcome to the Daddy Dilemmas podcast. This is show number 218. And if you're not familiar with the show, my co-host and I sit here, we drink a beer, and we talk about our kids and our wives. Love what it's like so to much. be a man. Manly things like steaks Brr. and football and scratching yourself. Oh, yeah. I'm Chris. I'm dad with two adopted daughters. Their ages are 12 and 14. I'm here with my co-host, the Patrick to my SpongeBob, Don. Oh, yeah. Cracking open the beer. I'm ready to go today. Just finished my first week of work, and I am feeling good. Uh, I am Don, as Chris said. I'm the other host of the show. Excited to be here today. Just ready to go, man. I'm, I'm feeling it. Feeling it today. I have two boys. They're not adopted. I made them myself. Well, I guess my wife was involved, but two boys. Yeah, but uh, you did all the hard work, right? I like to think so. I like mm. to think so. Um, you know, I was I was pretty stressed in that delivery room. Let's see, my one boy is like 6.9 years old. Like he's literally turning seven in just a few days. So we got an almost seven-year-old. And then my other son is the same age as Chris's daughter. Uh, he's 12 years old. 12. So, yeah, they're both starting seventh grade. He's yep. wild kids, man. What a lovely age. Junior high. But, here we go. Well, 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 my other one's starting high school. That's pretty scary because that's crazy. She's already... starts on uh, Tuesday, right? Yes. She uh, she's already has a lot of social anxiety, and she's going to a high school where she won't know anybody because the junior high she was at um, is kind of far away. So none of it was the like kids where she was fostered. At, right? I'm sorry. When she when she was being fostered, she was at the junior high. So when you guys adopted her, you kind of kept her at the school. We kept her there to the end of the year. Yeah, and so yeah. now she's going in. She, not only is she starting high school, which is kind of nerve-wracking as it is, but she's starting not knowing anybody. So that's mm-hmm. going to be interesting. Um, but she's got a freshman orientation on Monday, so hopefully she'll meet some kids. And I feel like they're pretty aware of that for kids, and especially this year coming off of COVID. I feel like the, all the teachers are well aware that kids are kind of have that extra level of stress this year. So yeah. it'll be good for her. Yeah. And the school's nice and close before it was about a, I don't know, 15, 20 minute drive and good day to go take her and pick her up. And now she gets to walk because it's right down the street. Well, we're going to start off with the dad joke of the episode. Here we go. Hey, Don. Yeah. Yeah. Don, uh, um, can I ask you a question? Yeah. I love questions. When is a door not a door? When is a door not a door? When it's a jar. Oh, nice. A jar. These are, these are purposely bad jokes, by the way, just so you know, that's what a bad joke is. I was going to say, I don't think you mean bad joke. I think you mean dad joke. Well, the puns are so good. (laughs) You have a fact Um, of the day for us? I do have a fact of the day. This one's uh, really interesting. I kind of want to maybe do more research on it because I just pulled up the fact by itself. 
And I don't really know where it came from or how they figured it out. But basically, here's what it says. A male who has many brothers is more likely to have sons. In contrast, a man who has many sisters is more likely to have daughters. I wonder if that's true or not. I mean, to me, it's, it's, it's almost like when someone like tells you your horoscope. You know, I mean, you can kind of, in a way, twist your head and go, oh, that's true. That's totally me. Yeah. And at the same time, you can like twist it the other way and be like, no, that is no, not at all. Because right. I can think of people that have brothers and they have a bunch of daughters. Or I can think of guys that have, you know, a bunch of brothers and they do have a bunch of sons. Hmm. So I don't Very know, interesting. Man. If anyone knew, I think we would be <laughs> people would actually plan it out more. I mean, I guess that's what you and your wife did. You were like, we want to adopt a blank. And you guys were like, daughters, only daughters. We, yeah, we get to order them. So, so no sons, no sons for you. So you've been watching the Olympics? Mm-hmm. This beer that I'm drinking right now, has got a big old American flag on it. Because America, I love just like how they play the national anthem. You know, like every night I'm watching, they always show like a medal ceremony and you're just... You're in the national anthem. You're like, yeah, America. That's a natural light. It's not only red, white, and blue, but it's got a big eagle on it. You can't get more American than that. It's got an eagle. It's got a flag. That's that's, America. That's patriotic right there. Thanks, Natty Light. (laughs) Well, I've been watching, too. I've been kind of watching off and on, and I've recorded all of them on my... DVR. I'm sorry, you're recording the Olympics? Mm-hmm. Every what? every episode. What are you planning to do with all these recordings? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> well, I, I you know what I my plan was just to like get the you know, because it's like two and three hours long each one that they broadcast. Are you doing and, are you talking about like the primetime show, like the like the highlight show? No, this is like every it's just hours and hours and hours of of actual Olympics on uh, NBC. Uh, it's Plays on a lot day. of NBCs. NBC apparently owns like eight different channels. So like we flip around to like MSNBC. My wife found like USA has a yeah. lot of them too. And so she'll sit there at night and like she'll just go back and forth between like four or five different channels. Like we'll watch some of this, some of that. I mean, it it is on a lot. There's a lot going on. Well, my plan was just to record it, and then I can just fast forward through the events that I'm not really interested in, and just watch the stuff that I'm really interested in. We have we've we've definitely figured that out with our TiVo, where we'll pause it, and like you know we, we're doing something around the house, but then when we come back, kind of just fast forward through. Especially like, I'm sorry, I mean swimming. My wife my wife said it perfectly. She's like, how much swimming? Is in the Olympics. There's a lot of swimming in the Olympics. But the fact that they show you all the heats, right? They're like, this is another heat. This is a semifinal. This is a da-da-da. And you're yeah. like, can you can we just get to like the final? Like, I mean, I don't need to see like all the races leading up to the final race. It's a lot. Yeah. And I think so far, I thought it was interesting. Like I saw things on there and I'm like, what is this all about? Like slalom canoeing. And I'm like, what is what the heck is that? And it turns out, oh, I, I know what that it, one is. It's it's actually slalom kayaking. Yeah, yeah. My, that, my 
I have a really, I have a really, really good family friend and she actually was at the last Olympics for that or the London Olympics, whatever yeah. the last one was, but she wow. actually went, that was her event. Oh, nice. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. And then I was watching the other ones in intrigue. I like watching the skateboarding. Skateboarding was fun. I watched some of that. That was pretty, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was good. And you know, my nephew's a, a professional skateboarder. He's getting kind of older. He's up in his like late twenties, early thirties now. So he's, I don't know that he, you know, he doesn't do much. He makes a lot of videos. Mm-hmm. Um, would he be watch... able to ever go to the Olympics? Is he at that level? He will not you know? compete for some reason. His his best friend growing up that he skated with every day was Riley Hawk, which is Tony Hawk's son. Oh yeah. And I I told him I said you guys could go on tour, you know. Yeah. And because he's a, he's really good, um, but he just doesn't want to. I don't know something in his brain doesn't want to compete. So. Huh. He could have been in the X Games and such, but um, it's funny because I watch him do those tricks, and I'm like, God, my nephew does those all the time. Like, and yeah. they're falling, you know, they're they're doing those rail slides and falling at the end. And mm-hmm. now I've only seen my nephew's videos, so he could possibly fall at the end a lot, and then just show you the one where he, you know, nailed it. I was gonna say you can kind of edit that up a little bit. Like you but try it is- five times, you're only gonna show the one. And and some of the tricks they do, his I'm like way more impressed with his tricks. But again, oh. maybe he's not as consistent, so I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, skateboarding. I was watching BMX today. Another one that's kind of like swimming to me is rowing. Oh yeah. I mean, you watch them rowing; they're all rowing, and they're, you know, the, the, it's like watching clones just doing the exact <laughs> same thing, except like one's doing robot. a little faster than the other. My son, uh, the 12 year old had a really interesting comment. We were out at a a restaurant last night and they had a, there were like two or three TVs and they were all showing different Olympic sports. And he asked me about archery. They had archery on it. He Mm -hmm. goes, dad, why do they have a women's and a men's? And I really had to kind of think about it because I think with a lot of sports, you know, whether it's volleyball or, or swimming, I understand why they don't compete, right? Like you have the men's swimming yeah. and you have the women's swimming. Sure. But then in other sports, whether it's like, you know, the horse riding stuff or like the, the rifle shooting or the archery, some of those I'm a little bit more like, I mean, I guess they could compete with each other. I mean, why yeah, would I be better absolutely. at shooting a rifle than my wife is? You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so it was kind of interesting. Like the, just the fact that he brought that up, I was like, huh. Good, good question, man. I don't know. When I saw archery, it was a man and a woman together, like competing against another man and a woman from another country. But it was like a doubles thing. Is yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. so those, are, yeah. There's some, there's some good sports. I think that my favorite though so far is the three on three basketball. You watch yeah. any of that? Yeah, I have caught some of that. That is cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it's a, it moves a lot faster than a regular basketball game. And it's faster. I mean, they, yeah. I mean that that it's like whoever gets that that score first wins, and then just the time. I mean, it's just it's yeah, it is. So I was watching so. the women. For some reason, I prefer watching. It's not a misogynistic thing, but I like watching women compete, and I like it because I like seeing badass women. You know, mm-hmm. like women that are just kicking ass, and and so I watch a lot of. 
You know, I'd rather watch some women play three on three basketball than the men, even though they're not as good. And I, I hate to say that, but you know, but we 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 have this discussion every time too. Every time there's like a World Cup or something, where you always say the same thing about women's soccer that you enjoy it almost more than the men's soccer. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> women's rights, Chris, you got it. Yeah, I don't know why. Just it's just I like seeing women. They're just taking charge. Yeah. Yeah, um, kick my butt. So, so yeah, so I'll keep watching, and like I said, I'm fast forwarding. You know, I'll get a three hour episode, and I'll fast forward to the swimming. And um, I watched fencing the other day. That was kind of interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, it, I've I've got some of that. That's pretty interesting. The way they have like, I guess the sword and themselves are like electrified. Uh, so as soon as like they touch, Don, oh, I'm sorry, it's called a foil, not a sword. Oh, a foil. <laughs> yeah, they have what? sensors. They have sensors on them. Yeah, so no, it's cool. And they stab yeah. each other. <laughs> I like the olden days where they just stabbed each other, and if you saw blood, that's like the sensor, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know who won by who's bleeding. He's bleeding more, so he loses. Yes. All right. Well, on to our topics. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm driving along in my car, and because my girls. I don't know if it's because they come from foster homes and they, you know, been bounced around a lot before they came here, Mm -hmm. but they don't have a passion for anything. Like they're not into. Yeah. They don't have anything they're super into unless you count like TikTok, watching TikTok videos. But I I was just about to say, like, what if you just gave them time on their phones and their devices? Like, would they find a passion for that? They do find a passion for watching TikTok videos. And <laughs> and I'm trying to think about this. And, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're a parent and you have an idea of how to instill a passion in them. And I've talked to him and I said, look, I want you to find something that you really like to do. You know, you're passionate about is it could be a sport, could be a musical instrument, could be art, could be photography. But I just want you to find something that you really, really love. And when I was a kid, um, it was computers and electronics. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I went on to be a semi-successful <laughs> IT guy, um, you know, all self-taught IT stuff. Chris and is now, living in a mansion and wearing a fur coat as he's saying this, by the way. Very successful. <laughs> so, I, you know, that was my passion. I loved figuring out how things work and I love just taking things apart. And that was my passion. Yeah. For me, it was good. It turned into her career, but I don't know how to get these girls to find a passion, something they really love to do. Now, the other one, the 12 year old, her passion is everything. (laughs) It's very fleeting. So she has the opposite problem. She's into everything. Yeah. Everything's her favorite. Dad, dad, look, I'm learning crochet. I'm like, that's awesome, girl. And she's like, you know, two days later, I'm like, what happened to crochet? Oh, yeah. Mm. I'll probably <laughs> oh, do it later. I'm over it. <laughs> but I just don't know how to how to get them to find something they're passionate about. Um, I mean, I guess my initial reaction to your, you know, question or topic is, I think just that they're so young. I mean, I think that's the thing. I mean, when kids are in 
I don't know, elementary school, junior high, even like most of high school. I mean, I don't think they really know what they want to do because they haven't done all that much. Um, and I think is it, I think it is important for them to just, um, be exposed to things. So I think the way that you take them on trips and stuff, I think that's exposing them to like kind of seeing other places in the, you know, the world and just having like a broader view and just the fact that they see you and your wife, I mean, both of you guys work so they can kind of see, you know, dad has his job and, you know, mom has her job and, you know, that's kind of their careers, you know, and, and I don't know. I don't know. I just assume kids kind of start figuring stuff out too in high school, you know, cause they start working like those summer, those summer jobs and they start, you know, doing things that I don't know, they figure out. Yeah. And I went, you know, the other day I was sitting on the couch and we were watching a movie and I started explaining to them the different roles, movies. I'm like, what, you know, because uh, my one daughter had mentioned something like, Oh, that clock said, you know, nine o'clock. And then, like, the next scene, it said, like, you know, 8.30. And I'm like, oh, okay. Do you know whose job that is to make sure that doesn't happen? Mm-hmm. She's like, no. And I said, that's the continuity editor. That's who does that. And then I said, you know, I started explaining to them the different roles in movies, what it takes to make a movie. A lot of people. Yeah, a lot of and, jobs. And, you know, I said, okay, you hear that sound when they, you know, when she flew through that window well that window is made of of sugar you know the breakaway glass is made of sugar and it wouldn't make that crashing sound because it's just you know sugar and water and whatever they else they use i don't know what they use in there but um that's you know breakaway glass is sugar made of sugar i said so who, how do you think they make that sound they're like i don't know i said that's the foley artist the Foley people make all the sounds, all the sounds you hear when they someone hits somebody, when they're running down a hall, they're the ones that make all those sounds. And they see, you know, I want them to get interested and like, well, how does this work? And but they don't, they don't care. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know what to do. You know, I, I really want them to to find an interest in something. I think, I think for now, I don't know. I mean, I'll just, I'll keep going back to it, but I mean, they're, they're still so young and I know, um, we have a, um, you and I have a mutual friend and, and their daughter's already a little further ahead in high school, but they have these career, uh, almost like career classes that they take in high school where the kids will start learning, um, kind of technical skills. I actually have a coworker. Her son is, uh, getting signed up. I think he's like a junior in high school but he's learning how to do welding hmm. uh, just cause he's like, I think it'd be a great way to like make some money on the side while I'm going to school and college. He's like, you know, welders make a lot of money and it's a, just a good skill to know how to have. And she was like telling me about her son and I was like, wow, like that's kind of cool. So, I mean, I think as they get older, as they get further into, you know, teenagers and stuff, they, they do start figuring out this is really cool. This makes me some money. This makes me happy. I feel like a purpose. But on the flip side, I'll even say this, if I was in this camp, there's a lot of people that are graduating from college. There's a lot of like college graduates that they still don't know what they're going to do, or they're still changing careers. Um, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not worried that, the, that they're going to find their lifelong career. I just want them to do something, you know, like be, be super into something and be like, Oh God, you know, I'm making, I'm making uh 
putting candles in bottles and making them the wax go down. It's so cool and love doing it, you know, just something that they want to do. And, you know, I've tried with the young one. She's got, she's got some big time ADHD. So, I mean, first I, first I put her in football and she kind of was into it, but wasn't, you know, then we tried soccer. We tried gymnastics. We tried theater. So, you know, I just wanted to get something where she's like, sounds like she's well-rounded. I got to go. I got to go to theater class today, but she's, she gets bored easy. So she was really into the theater singing and dancing and then one, you know, like we're, it was over and then we're saying, Oh, you're going to do it next year. Yeah. But you loved it. Why don't you do it? I feel like I've, I know some teachers that are that way. Um, teachers that have had those careers where they, they've taught everything from kindergarten through, you know, seniors in high school, but they always say the same thing. They're like, you know, I love teaching, but I get bored easily. So after I teach like a grade one or two years, I want to switch. I want to change. I want to, you know, teach the older kids, teach the younger kids, teach this, teach that. So, I mean, I, I think there are adults that have that not ADHD, but I don't know, maybe, I mean, they just move around a lot, but yeah. So, yeah. So I'm just, if anybody has any answers or, so because like you know, we have a my wife has a cousin and his daughter has been doing uh cheer since she was okay. like six years old. She's probably mm-hmm. like, I don't know, 10 or 11 right now, and she's every picture is her doing cheer. Mm-hmm. And that's just something she really loves to do, you know, she's got a passion for it. And then the older one, I thought, so she she's very shy when you first meet her. And I said, hey, you know what you should do? You should learn to play the drums because then you could be in a band, but you'll be in the back. You won't be in front. <laughs> Everyone can see you. That's a good idea. And so I bought her some drums, and they've been in the garage now. They're electronic drums, so she can play without disturbing anybody. And I taught her to, you know, basic rhythm, and they've been sitting in the garage. Now, granted, it's very hot, so I can see she doesn't want to go out there and play them. I was hoping she'd really say, oh, these are so cool. Let me, I'm going to learn how to do it. And she still says that, but I'm still waiting. So I just want them to find a passion. I mean, to be fair, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't want to keep harping on this, but I mean, even my boys, I mean, again, you know, the almost seven-year-old and the 12-year-old, they don't have a passion. Mm. I mean, Thomas's passion is reading. He likes to read. I mean, basically, basically, here's what happens. I mean, I'm I'm pretty strict on their technology time. So if they're not like playing on like video games, then he's kind of like, I got to do something else. And so for him, it, it's reading. Like I'll mm-hmm. I'll read books. But again, I mean, yeah. If as soon as I say like you guys can get on video games, he's right back to it. He's like woo, and like you know, I mean, he's on it. So. Yeah. I don't know. I think all kids are, you know, all kids will just sit there for hours and watch YouTube or TikTok or whatever. It yeah. Is. Well, I hope she, I hope in high school, she's, she's taking the dance class. So hopefully maybe she'll get really into that and want to just really, I want her to, I want them to try and have, like when I was young, the other, the other passion I had, don't laugh, was roller skating. I I've seen that teenage Chris picture before you and the yeah. roller skating. It's awesome. 
I was jumping over, I jumped over six people lying down on my roller skates. And I liked it because it was something that I was good at. I was better at than most people. Yeah. And I want them to get that, that kind of urge. Like I want to be good at something, not the best, because you're never going to be the best, you know, unless you're Michael Jordan, but just something that said, like, I'm better than most people I know at this. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, we'll that's, that's my bit on passion. <laughs> <laughs> Let me bring on the next father. Good topic. Good topic. Uh, well, I wanted to talk about um, school starting up. Um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Chris's daughters, uh, they go to my school district where I'm a teacher. And um, we have... Uh, meet the teacher and then school is starting uh on tuesday so your daughters are getting down to the end of their summer yes they are no one's more happy than me because i'll have some peace and quiet for at least a couple hours a day you're gonna get your house back yeah um my boys are in a different district and so they actually started school uh thursday so they actually just they actually just started. They actually just have had their first couple of days of school. Why would they start um, school on a Thursday? That seems so ridiculous. My, Came back to school for two days. <laughs> <laughs> Most schools, I know their school and our school, um, they usually have that early release on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And as a teacher, at least from teacher point of view, I loved the first day of school being on a Wednesday because it was kind of a shorter day. And then you only had Thursday and Friday. And then it was like... Weekend, like everyone catch their breath, recoup, and then when you come in Monday, you can really like hit it, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they started on Thursday, and I, I guess it is kind of nice because it is a short week. I mean, the teachers only have to get through Thursday and Friday, and then it's just, psh. um, but anyway, I wanted to really talk about returning to school with a mask. Mm. So <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's been 10 years we've been talking about like COVID-19, yeah. but um but just recently on the news, they keep talking about this Delta variant and you know what they're gonna do for these schools. Um where Chris and I live in Arizona, our governor is like he's very Republican and he just is like, you know, you are not allowed to have a mask mandate. So he's kind of like just made it what is it like an executive order? I think um, he said like, there's an executive order that says you're not allowed to. Well, did, didn't he make kids? I thought he said it's up to the school districts. No, he said, he said school districts can't force anyone to wear a mask. Oh, good for him. So <laughs> I was, you know, it, it, during, before everybody started getting the vaccines, I was a big proponent of masks. Because, you know, you're saving lives. You're not infecting other people. Yeah, I'll wear a mask. I'll go in the store. I'll put a mask on. I didn't like it. It's uncomfortable. Mine stinks. Because I have the <laughs> same mask I wear every day. You have to wash it sometimes, Chris. Oh, no. Forget that. Um, so I was a big proponent. But now that the vaccine is readily available, and I'm going to get on a soapbox here. Now the vaccine's readily available. And if you don't take it, you don't want to take it. That's your prerogative. But then don't make me wear a mask so I don't get you sick because you don't want to take a vaccine that would keep you from 
dying. You know, I know you could still get it. Um, but that that's how I feel about it. I and you know, I I made an analogy in my mind where if say they took the seatbelt law away. And then you say, okay, well, I'm going to wear my seatbelt because I don't want to die in a crash. You don't want to wear it. You know, that's your prerogative. Mm -hmm. And if you die in a crash, that's, you know, that's on you. But then if they said, okay, well, all the freeways now, we're going to take the speed limit to 35 because half these people don't want to wear a seatbelt. Then I'd be pissed, right? Because I'm wearing my seatbelt. I can go 65 and be relatively safe. But because these people don't want to wear their seatbelt, now I have to be affected. That's how I feel about mask mandates. I agree with you with the idea that in your scenario, everyone is an adult that had the opportunity to get vaccinated. And so here's where I flip it. As an elementary school teacher, I'm in a room full of kids. Majority of those kids are under the age of 12, right? So I'm sitting here in a room full of kids none of them have been vaccinated, mm. right? And so that, I think, is why schools can be kind of this, this dangerous environment, right? Where you can have this kind of super spreader thing with the Delta variant and all that kind of stuff. And now it's going way out into the community. I do agree with you with the adults. I mean, I think as an adult, it is your responsibility to get vaccinated, um, it's, it's weird. I don't, I don't remember any other time in like world history where people like, questioned, uh, medicine the <laughs> way they are right now with like the COVID vaccine. I don't know why that is such a thing for people that are just like, I'm not going to get vaccinated. Like you can't make me because when you, when you break it down, everyone interacts with, you know, kids or elderly or whatever. And so it's like, even if you don't want to get vaccinated, you're being so dangerous to the people around you. Yep. Um, and so I, I feel bad because at the end of the last school year, back in, you know, May and stuff, I was telling so many of my students, you know, hopefully, because I felt like back in May and April and even June, like the numbers were all improving. Like things were kind of like on the, I don't know, the better Um, and I remember telling all my students, like, you know, when we come back in August, like, I'm hoping we're not back in masks. Like, I think this is all done. I think it's behind us. And so Mm -hmm. here we are like first day of schools around the corner. And I think it's going to be just a repeat of last year. I think it's just, everyone's back in masks and, you know, everyone's being extra careful. Well, I wonder, I wonder because they say that, you know, the reason they're not giving vaccines to younger kids is because it doesn't really affect them as badly as it does adults. So I wonder if a kid getting COVID is kind of tantamount to you getting COVID, right? You can still get COVID. It's just not going to affect you as it would if you didn't have the vaccine. Right. Even though, yeah, even though you and me, like, yeah, we're vaccinated, we could still get COVID and have whatever they say, like kind of the mild symptoms. Right. We're probably not going to be hospitalized. We're probably not going to be on, you know, ventilators and die and all that kind of stuff. So... So I wonder I if that's know. if that's their reasoning is kids can get it, but it's kind of like if you and I got it with the vaccine, so it's not as bad. They're they're probably you know likely to end up in the hospital as much as somebody who's been vaccinated is going to yeah. end up in the hospital. And then on the flip side, I mean, I'll, I'll even say this. I mean, I know when I'm 
in a classroom of kids, the nurse at the almost like the first day of school, right even the day before the first day of school, she'll print out a, a roster list uh, of my class. And on the list of, of kids, it has all of their medical conditions. So I'm reading this list and it tells me like which kids have maybe asthma, which kids like should be wearing glasses. It kind of gives me like a quick uh, like cliff notes of just as a teacher, what do I need to be aware of? There's a lot of kids with like asthma and stuff. And I know that like for parents that have kids with, you know, like a medical condition, that could be kind of worrisome. Like yeah. if your kid's not like a hundred percent, like world's healthiest kid and they're going into a school and you've got half the kids not wearing masks and they're just, you know, living life. I mean, it just, I think it could be worse. And to me, it's just the mask is such a, like you said at the beginning, it's like wearing a seatbelt. It's not comfortable. I wish I didn't have to do it. Yeah. It's safe, you know, so. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, I just hope, you know, cause I know California started their mask mandate back where indoors you have to wear a mask now. So if you go to the market, California, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have to put your mask back on. And I don't want that to happen here again, because I'm not, I'm not that concerned with your health. If you haven't been vaccinated, if you get COVID that's on you, sorry, but I don't want to have to wear a mask because you don't want to get vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to wear, you had to wear a mask on your flights, right? Yeah. The plane, the, yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah, we did a lot of flying this summer and we definitely uh, wore masks the whole time. Actually, as soon as you step into the airport, uh, there were signs and stuff all over the airport that said, you know, this is, you know, required to wear masks and you must have your mask on. So I would say, yeah, everyone in the airport walking around the terminals and stuff had their mask on the airline, same thing. I mean, being on the plane, they said it several times. Um, but what's it like having to work? Cause you know, I, I, I'll go shopping and spend an hour in the market with my mask on back in the day. And it was, you know, pretty, un- uh, by the time I got out, I'm ready. Like, I'll take this thing off. I'm choking. Um, but what's it like to have to sit in like a five hour flight and wear the mask the whole time? Uh, I mean, honestly, to me, I get used to it because I mean, even when I was at work last year, right. I mean, I'm sitting in a classroom or not sitting, but I'm, you know, in a classroom all day, I'm wearing a mask all day. Oh yeah. So to me, it's, I, I mean, I, I think maybe, well, I mean, obviously, hopefully people that are listening have worn a mask before, but um, I would almost relate, relate it to like wearing a hat, you know, like if I have, if I have like a, a ball cap on my head all day long, it's fine, but there's also those times where I want to kind of take it off and just kind of scratch my head yeah, a little bit yeah. and just give it a rub and then put it back on. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit like that, you know. I mean, it's it's comfortable enough. Um, so I don't know. when you went in the teachers' lounge, where you know where all the teachers smoke and read porno magazines <laughs> and stuff, did you have to? Were you able to take your mask off there? Um, I feel like I feel like we all just kept our masks on. Uh, last school year I know this year it's been really interesting going back for like the teacher meetings because because we're in all these like staff meetings right now where it's just a room full of kind of room but you know like 30 teachers are all sitting in the library at this meeting 90 percent of us are not wearing masks Hmm. so there's like two or three teachers that I mean they've got their mask on but the rest of us don't and to me it's to me look at the teachers with the mask on and go stupid anti-vaxxer but I mean, they're, they're being extra cautious is how I look at it. And to me, it's, 
I want to be extra cautious when the kids are around. So as soon as like the kids are back on campus and I'm going into classrooms or the kids are coming to me or whatever it is, I'm going to have my mask on. Um, I'm, I'm going to plan to take them outside just like I did last year where we go and do mask breaks. You know, mm-hmm. Like, hey, let's just go outside for 10 minutes and just take our masks off and just breathe some fresh Stand air. Stand six feet apart. Yeah. Drink your yeah, water bottle. Put them all like with, you're in a big field and they're all like scattered everywhere. <laughs> That's four feet. You need six feet. Come on. It's tough. I was telling my wife, I was like, you know, we're already halfway through the year 2021 and I don't, I don't see this like clearing up. So, I mean, the fact that we're coming up on like two years of this, I'm like, this is insane. Well, you got to figure that after a while, people are either going to be A, vaccinated, B, if they've caught COVID and lived through it, so they're kind of had an immunity now, and C, they'll be dead. So eventually, there's gonna you're going to fall into three of those categories, and there's going to be nobody else to to infect anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. So. so. All right, let's wrap it up. Well, enjoy your mask wearing during class. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will take my mask, put my mask on when they pry it on my cold, dead face or whatever the saying is. <laughs> right. All right, well, listen, we're going to wrap it up now. So thanks for listening. Um, please subscribe. So you get us every time we make a show, you get it automatically. You never miss it. You never miss our witty banter. Uh, if you're enjoying this, enjoying the show, you can buy us a beer at buymeabeer.com/slash daddy dilemmas. And also, if you need a t-shirt, go to Hogfish Tees and pick out a couple of good shirts. And when you're checking out where it says enter a coupon code, put I'm a dad, and you'll get 20% off your whole basket of goodies. I am a D-A-D. I'm a dad that in save some money yeah that frugal life (laughs) if you are a daddy with a dilemma or a mommy in a mess uh you can get some good questions or some advice from us just email us at dads at hogfishstudios.com or you can visit us on our facebook page (laughs) facebook.com daddy dilemmas podcast oh boy crazy (laughs) let's wrap it up quick All right, until next time, be strong, dads. Dad's